This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Kona Edge. It's awesome to have you with us. And uh, we, t- uh, we chat some swimming today on the podcast. And it's uh, a great pleasure to welcome back on. Uh, we head all the way to the United States. Jeff Favar, welcome. Uh, Jeff, welcome back. Thanks to, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Good to be back. Jeff, in our first chat, you mentioned that you, you didn't come from a particularly strong background in, in any of the disciplines. You had run a little bit, but swimming and cycling definitely weren't your, your forte. Did you find that swimming came, came quite easily to you once you, once you got into it? Um, you know, we, t- we talked a little bit about the A-type personalities last time, and um, no. So the, when I first hopped into the pool, I thought uh, I had been surfing for, for years before triathlon, so I thought swimming was going to come very easy. And the first time I tried to put my head in and swim freestyle across the pool, I, I almost couldn't make it down and back. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. Um, so I quickly actually went out and got a book and started doing some reading about how to do a proper freestyle. So I think that was my A-type personality right away that I tried to do it right. Uh, although I didn't necessarily ha- have a lot of coaching right away, um, I tried to at least use a... Um, some resources to make sure that I was trying to do it the right way. You got you got the manual, Jeff. You're the only only guy I've ever met that's 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 ever read a manual. That's amazing. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, it took a really long time to figure out the parts. But <laughs> you, you talk about getting help, and 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 even though it wasn't a coach, you you got a book and 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 help and sort of found your way that way. It's it's it is important to to seek out. The help of others on, on this journey I, I mean you you can learn from others mistakes and uh, it's sometimes good just to get a different perspective sure sure well and then I think it was about six months in uh, um, to my swimming journey that, that after starting triathlon I actually did find a, um, a local coach here uh, in the area and, and just had her uh, take a look at me and give me some feedback and you know just uh, a tiny bit was uh, does go a long way What's been some of the biggest gains that you've made in the water? What have you you done to 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 get them? I think in the in the long term, um, increasing the frequency of my swim sessions has probably been one of the the key key things. Uh, I think I trained for my very first time in, in two thousand eight. I was typically swimming. Uh, two or three times a week, and I would slowly build those up to where I was swimming uh, 4,000 or 5,000 yards. Um, but, you know, sometimes it would be three or four days in between swim sessions. Um, later on, I think it was around in the 2012 time period, I started trying to swim five days a week, and, and even if the volume might be the same. So, you know, if I had been swimming, say, three sessions of 5,000 meters or 5,000 yards uh, and getting 15,000 across the week, uh, then I get up and do five swims of 3,000. So I might be spending the same amount of time per week in the pool, but having more frequency. And that seemed to uh, dramatically bring uh, bring improvements uh, in, in my swimming. That's quite interesting. What what would you attribute that to? Just just the the sort of muscle memory of of doing the same sort of actions over and over, getting better at it. Absolutely. Well, and I do think too, uh, swimming. It's a 
from a technicality standpoint of the the three disciplines, it's it's probably the the most technical. So small changes um, can hurt or hinder your efficiency in the water, you know, um, uh, very very dramatically. So um, if you it, are fresh in the water and you can focus on doing good things, if you're trying to do a small change to your stroke and you can maintain that for a certain amount of time, uh, say 2,000 or 3,000 yards, uh, but by the end of it, if you're just getting tired and fatigued, you may fall back to old habits and you just start practicing, you know, that and not getting the benefit of, of improving your stroke. You're just getting some fitness benefit. But, um, being really fit in the water doesn't necessarily equate to being very fast in the water. I think that's brilliant. Uh, let, let's talk about favorite workouts. I'm guessing it's not being tethered to a hotel swimming pool. No, no. Uh, my, my least favorite would be uh, hooked to the wall of a, of a uh, small hotel pool, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite favorite? Um, you know, I think over the last uh, three years, uh, one thing that uh, my coach has had me do a lot more of it and I've really enjoyed is swimming using um, fins. So uh, descending sets with uh, doing normal freestyle but wearing fins. So I might do uh, multiple sets of, say, uh, four by 50, uh, descending each on 45 or 50 second send off. And I might be swimming, uh, you know, a 50 second per 100 yard pace. But I could never achieve that without the fins. Uh, and the interesting thing is when you're the water's so dense that you get it, the faster you go, the more feedback you get if you're doing something poorly. You know, you can feel water pushing against you in weird places. So, um, doing a lot of the, the, the fast fin workouts has been really, really, really good. Um, you tend to swim, say a speed zone or two or three faster for any given effort. Um, so you can actually focus and instead of just working really hard to go fast, even when, uh, maybe not going super hard, you can, um, get a lot of this feedback and actually, you know, tell what's going on versus just thrashing yourself yeah, it's almost like doing some wind tunnel work uh, on on the bike uh, to to sort of see aerodynamics wise and and that's the sort of feedback you get and and using the fins in the water is is uh, this very similar to to that sort of strategy yep yep and that's so that's been really really good i've enjoyed that um and then the only other one that's that's kind of been very unique and and uh, for me uh was starting to use a swim snorkel um and for me it came out of a necessity um in 2015, at the end of the season, uh, I herniated a disc um, and didn't really realize it, but uh, had suffered on and off with some really weird pains and, and numbness in my arm and all sorts of weird things for uh, a whole, you know, most of that season until it really culminated at the end. Uh, and so I got diagnosed with an ortho and had an MRI and realized I had herniated the disc in my neck. And the swimming seemed to aggravate it the most. And uh, so I used to bilaterally breathe uh, exclusively, uh, except for really, really hard efforts. And so he started, uh, luckily the ortho was pretty smart with uh, a lot of sports stuff. He said, well, you know, the way the, the herniation is in your neck, it when you're turning to the left, the, the facets in the vertebrae or whatever, you know, would be probably 
actually compressing that nerve and just hitting it over and over and over and over uh, while swimming and breathing to that left side, uh, he said is, is probably just really aggravating that nerve um, where the herniation is. And so he had me start swimming with a snorkel and I swam almost an entire month. Um, I had to take about two and a half months off swimming completely to let the flare up completely go down. And then I basically swam an entire month with nothing but the snorkel uh, for every stroke to see if I could swim without it hurting. And it, it was fine. So then uh, would, I, I can only breathe to the right now um, without aggravating that again. But um, it was unique because I found swimming with this, although I hated it at first, um, it was really, really hard to do, you know, more more than 50 or 100 yards because uh, the breathing changes, uh, everything just changes with the snorkel. But once I got used to it, um, I found that I was able actually to focus on my stroke even better. Oh, brilliant. Cool. Well, Jeff, uh, let's leave it there. We'll chat about your bike next time out. But I think there are a couple of good things in there that, that people can try out and see if it works for them. Thanks for, for your time today on the Cone Edge. Sounds good. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. If you want to improve your swim, be sure to check out our next free live online swim seminar. Get to the KonaEdge.com slash swim seminar to sign up now.